And we are live. Good evening, everyone. Welcome to Holy Crap, the Vlogcast. Vlogcast comes from a skeptical point of view to answer some of the questions of why. This vlogcast started as a combination of spite and the Streisand effect, because audio problems are a perennial issue. You don't know what's going on? Good. Congratulations. It means that Dallin actually did the edit correctly. Thank you. <laughs> this is one of the few times we can actually say, yeah, he will fix this in post. Part of this is follow through with the old adage, sometimes the journey is more important than the destination. I'm your main host. I'm known as Shujin Tribble. Uh, you can find me anywhere that people are pulling out their hair from audio issues because, um, yeah, um, yeah. Hi. S-H-U-J-I-N. You can find me pretty much everywhere under that name. Let me do this one more time really quickly. Top left-hand corner, North America, Dallin High. Hello. Down to the right in Midwest of the U.S., Bridget. Good evening. Good evening. A little bit further off, Joey. Glad you could make it. You know, we could have done a barbershop quartet thing. Yeah, but we've got five people. And a little further off over the water to Paris, France, Joseph. Good morning. Good morning. All right. So as people might understand, yeah, we had a little bit of a uh, we had a little bit of an audio issue. Don't ask me why, because I don't know. OBS, weird. I don't know. I, I don't get it. All I know is that, hi, we're back. We're here. And if you didn't hear anything for the, uh, if you didn't hear the previous 10 minutes, yeah, congratulations. You you missed out on me pulling what's Perfect. left of my hair out. So we're here. Good to be back with you. Uh, hoping everybody is doing well for themselves. And oh, this is a great way to start tonight, isn't it? As always, those of you that are watching live, thank you very kindly. You're over on the live chat over there. Feel free to take advantage. So, Stephanie, Felis, thank you guys. Uh, I'm going to be rubbing my eyes a little bit because uh, I didn't wind up my contact lenses earlier, so they're not behaving quite right right now. Joy, just gonna be one of those, it's going to be one of those nights. I'm, I'm telling you. No, Bobby C has nothing on you now. We thought he had equipment. You issues. know what? He does have equipment issues. I just have the occasional. Why isn't the software behaving? <laughs> Something tells me I pissed off the great god Murphy, and I do not know why. You know, it just it, it just reminds me of all those podcasters back in the day who used to talk about GarageBand. And how it was the the bee's knees for for your, all your podcasting needs and requirements, and yet, and yet, who were what, what software were they yelling and screaming about when after doing you know uh, two hours of raw recording and six hours of editing, uh, all of a sudden, oh, we're sorry, we couldn't get this. Uh, we couldn't get this latest episode out because GarageBand ate the ate the file. Yeah. So bees knees, huh? Right. Yeah. When when all is when all is said and done, Audacity is your friend. OBS should yeah. be, but apparently right now it's not. You know, Audacity is your friend right up until it isn't. Everything is your friend right up until the point that it isn't. Yeah. You know, I, I won't lie. I've had my issues with Audacity before, but it was kind of my own fault for thinking that I could do a three-hour recording on a machine that didn't even have the CPU power to pull that off. Yeah. 
Yeah, that that was fun. Yeah, I got you. So, as always, everybody, thank you for uh, being being part and parcel of this all. Uh, just as a real quick uh, check in, um, as as far as uh, health and well being is concerned, uh, I. Well, I'm going to be talking a little bit about mine momentarily. For the most part, I'm doing okay. Um, everybody doing relatively well. I mean, I know not all of us are doing quite as well as we'd like. I don't know who wants to spill what, but for the most part, everybody, for the most part, okay? Yeah, can't complain. I mean, most everything's intact. I'm the last I checked. You're you're going for your your uh, twenty one point inspection there pretty soon, aren't you, Joe? Um, I wouldn't necessarily call it that, but I am getting some uh, some eyes under the hood, so to speak. Yeah, that's that's what I was saying. You know, you're well. The last time somebody referred to a twenty one point ex- inspection, uh, it was you know. The good uh, age forty standard, <laughs> and let's face it, nobody's bought me a drink yet, so I don't think so. Man, that's going to be really wild when I finally turn forty. It's going to be a day. Sorry, what? I mean, at, at the rate I'm going, it'll be a hell of a day if I manage. That's true. <laughs> More appropriately, it's going to be a hell of a night. I'm... I got nothing other one. Anyway. So, let me get us... Uh, let me get us started. Uh, fortunately, I actually did work on the... The uh, Horrible Scopes, because... Uh, I I had a... I had a... You know... Let me... Let me kind of roll this into everything. I, I had a... I, I've got a hell of a week ahead of me, and this past week has been kind of the preview for everything going on. So let me, let me just go ahead and do this and I'll explain uh, as, as we're going along. So with five minutes on the clock, five minute freestyle starts right now. Uh, chapter, uh, you know, I, I've, I've got a song in my head recently and it's, uh, the silver bullet band. You know, turn the page, you know, things, Things keep going, and and as as there is an old expression about you know, the only thing that's constant is change. And well, yeah, that, I guess I guess it really is. Um, I got a couple of visual items. So for those of you that are not watching, you're just gonna have to take my word for it. But um, some people would uh, would recognize what this uh, little piece of computer is. It's a it's a good old fashioned three and a half inch floppy disk drive. Nothing special. We've we've had these things around for a long ass time. It's 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 one of those things where you know it, it was good. It did the job that we wanted it to do, and it's it that's good. That's that's exactly what you want. And a little while later, you know, they got uh, supplanted with the uh, with one of these a CD drive. Uh, yeah. I've I've still got a number of these because, you know, I've still got plenty of optical discs I'm not getting rid of. This one happens to be um, 
IDE. I've I've got a SCSI one around over here too. For those of you that don't know what I'm talking about, you congratulations, you don't know your hardware. But uh, those things got I mean, those things got supplanted. You know, you get to stuff like these compact flashcards. My uh, digital SLR uses these because uh, you know that's that's what I got, and uh, they got uh, supplanted with the. Uh, USB sticks, because you know that's that's what it was, and then you know SD cards, micro SD cards, hold more information on something the size of my thumbnail than my first computer could have ever dreamed of. You know, come the come the nineties, we had uh, PDAs, personal digital assistants, and. This one was actually a handsprings visor, because you know it, it wasn't good enough that we had just the Palm Pilot, because you know you got to have your own knockoffs that are exactly identical, except for a little piece in the back. And now these things are uh, completely supplanted with our digital phones, because you know just having a, a, a two-way radio wasn't good enough. We we had to upgrade those to a modem that handles digital signals over radio waves for us to talk to each other now. These things change. And is it still possible to find a floppy disk drive to put into a computer? I mean, yeah, you can you can find them. They're, they're still workable. They're not really useful any longer. You know, you can get old information off of them. And and that's that's good. Possibly, you can uh, you can get new cases to put them in so that you can connect them up in in different ways, which is again, it's a good thing. But the usefulness of this is gone. I mean, for all practical purposes, for an optical drive, not quite nearly as much. People still buy CDs. I have a stack of CDs right next to me as a matter of fact DVDs Blu-ray 4K discs or whatever optical media is going to be coming later provided it conforms to the same these things change just because they're no longer that useful doesn't mean that they're not useful they did their job and that's what they were supposed to do. My kid is going to be moving off to college. Fifteen years later, our kid is moving off to college. I am not useless. I am hardly just old. I was what was needed. And the big thing that I worry about is, did I do enough? I'm not going to know that for years to come. But I did the best that I could. And I'm proud. This is episode 323 on the docket, Your Honor. School Day Z. Some people may have actually understood what I was going for. 
And after I pronounced it that way, I'm kind of guessing that some other people now get what I was going for. The whole um, health and welfare of everything and everyone. Perfect timing right there. Thank you. Um, yeah, we're we're worried. We're we're very much worried about everything and everyone. So I don't know what we can really do ourselves to kind of help the the school occupants. And I'm saying it that way because it's not just the students, it's the administrators, it's the health department, it's the guidance counselors, it's the teachers, it's the subs. You know, anywhere there is a gathering of people at this point is another vector for these infections. And right now, the biggest one is going to be school districts. Because we don't have a great model for just, well, let's face it, just getting people to properly hunker in place to get this damn virus gone. You thought I was going to say a, a, a proper setup for these kids to be telelearning, didn't you? Yeah. New Zealand did it. Everybody else could. But there's only so much that I can complain about. Oh, wait, no, that's exactly what this whole show is for. So, yeah, we're going to talk, we're going to bitch, we're going we're gonna to hope that we can think about some things that might be helpful for how things are going around over here. Will I put this away? Yeah, the old work computer that I had from uh, when I was working at the internet service provider. Still got that poor thing. It's um, it's an e-machine. So, um, anybody wants to go looking up what an e-machine is, please don't scream in, in terror when you see the specs on these things. It's, it's old. It, it, it did what it was supposed to do. And uh, that's that's all that's important. Kind of like everything else. Anyway, um, information that I can give you guys at the moment. Uh, I have no information currently on uh, the condition for Rafe Badawi. Um, I had nothing come up on, on my news feeds. I didn't find anything new. And uh, I didn't see anything specific on the Twitter account so as of the recording of tonight's show, it has now been eight years, one month, 23 days since Rafe was unjustly incarcerated for thought crimes. Our hopes, our thoughts are still with you and your family. We are still waiting. So, uh, Stephanie's getting buffered. Let me double check. Well, that might be a YouTube thing. Yep. Yep, because everything says that uh, everything going from me to YouTube is good. That's that's helpful. Anyway, uh, Stephanie, for whatever uh, for whatever might help, if you lower the video resolution, that might help out a little bit. So kind of work it from there, and we'll see what we got. 
Anyway, uh, you guys all uh, good for uh, run up the horrible scopes for this week? Uh, yeah, I got them set up already. <clears throat> I'm sorry, Joseph. Yeah, I've got. I have them open. All right. Am I breaking up again? Nope, you're sounding oh, just no, fine. No. Okay. All right. So, let me go ahead and uh, get you guys started for your horrible scopes for this week. Uh, please remember, if you know what astrological sign you are, great. If you don't, just roll a d12 and uh, add a add a add a, f- a plus four for damage delivery or something. I don't I don't know whatever the hell it is. Get what you... order are we going in? Well, uh, kind of basically loop around the, the map as we typically would, so I will go ahead and kick it off and uh, we'll bring it over to Dallin from there. So, Aries, being unique means you don't fit in. You're a party of one, a solo act, one of a kind. That makes you more rare than one in a million. So, what if people don't totally understand you? Live it up! And remember the lyrics. And I would not be convicted by a jury of my peers. Because there's no one quite like you, so who could judge you? Dallin? <laughs> uh, moving on to Taurus. Uh, stop stressing over your unfortunate looks. You look the way you look, and without expensive surgery, there's very little you can really do about it. I mean, sure, you can buy those t- tush and hip enhancer underwear or animal design colored contact lenses or spread back salve on your face to uh, wait um never mind the last one uh yeah black sla- ba- black salve is bad so never mind forget i said it gemini you grew up liking dinosaurs never dreaming you could actually own one well here's your chance Go out there and adopt a featherless chicken. Sure, it'll be freaky looking and need a lot of protection from the elements, but come on, a tiny dinosaur. You know, the last time I adopted a featherless chicken, uh, well, it it wasn't exactly featherless. It, It was covered in extra tasty crispy batter, but... Well, it was, it was an adoption, sort of. That's right, Mr. Spielberg. Real dinosaurs have feathers. Cancer. Moon child. Yes, I do that just because of you. Thank you. People say that you're a control freak. If you had your way, we wouldn't have... We wouldn't have said anything. But you can't, so we did. If you want to... <clears throat> Health and welfare, everybody. If you want us not to say these things next time, you can sponsor the show at Patreon, and we'll be nicer to you next time. Maybe. Uh, Leo. You think your poker face needs work. We think you need to stop playing online poker with your webcam on. At least wear something other than that spirit Halloween floppy rubber horse mask. You know, like, maybe pants? At that point, that webcam up at your face. At and point that webcam up at your face. That that'd be very helpful for most people, I, I'm sure. www.chatterbait.com slash rubber horse face guy. Yep. 
we at Holy Crap the Vlogcast do not in any way, shape, or form endorse such. Yeah, and, and just for the record, no, that's do. not mine. Podcasters don't wear pants. I'm just I'm, saying. I'm apparently doing it. Virgo, point A is where you are, and point B is where you want to be. The shortest distance between them is wormhole. Generating one would require a super collider about the size of the solar system, and stabilizing it requires a form of matter with negative mass. So, <clears throat> how about just driving the 20 minutes from point A to point B and putting on the radio and just enjoying the ride? Hmm. Ah, and my, my, my fellow folks uh, in unemployment, Libra, where does the time go, Libra? Going from one job to the next is tiring, but ultimately interesting. How about you try this one on for size? A leather bullwhip braider is way more complicated than people think. I mean, what kind of leather you use for one thing? I mean, kangaroo is best. Oh, seriously. Then trying to keep track of the braids. Braiding these things, like hair, isn't too tough. Three things. <laughs> Oh, sorry. Braiding three things like hair isn't too tough. Uh, five gets a little crazy, but uh, okay. Yeah, you ever tried it with 32? Yeah, just try it. By the way, that's entirely true. I have a I have a, a whip-making book in the basement. Uh, I've looked at what it takes to do a 32 braid um, whip. Uh, no. <laughs> no. Yeah. You like smashing spiders with your bare hands, smashing pumpkins with your ears, and smashing when you watch your favorite cartoon series. You're just all kinds of messed up, Scorpio. We're just giving him permission to own up to it now. Joey? Mr. Mute Button. Yes, apparently, because I sat on the son of a bitch. Again. Again. Okay, you know what? <laughs> this, this is, I Drink. swear to God, this, this is Constantinople 2.0. I'm not even going to ask. No, I have one of those uh, inline yeah. control uh, yeah. diangle dealies. Sat on it. Well, it it's a very long braided cord. And it keeps falling in between the armrest of my chair and my ass. <laughs> yeah, I'll explain Constantinople after we're done. I mean, it's kind of hard to explain Constantinople. No, no, no. You, you'll get the reference once we're done here. I'll, I'll, I'll explain it fully. Oh, no, I, I, I do get it. It's just... I'm serious. Yes, I know. Look, it's nobody's business but the Turks. Sagittarius. In Japanese culture, people only hang up uh, pictures of people who are dead to remind them of those who they can no longer visit or talk to. Think about all the pictures you have hanging up in your house and try to imagine what the Japanese sister city would think of you. God, it's hard to remember that we even had a Japanese sister city when I was growing up. Hmm. Hmm. Capricorn, you're a natural liar, and your first instinct to say, no, I'm not, just proved it. 
It's okay, you can use that talent to become a fiction writer, become famous, and sell plenty of stories to people. Just remember not to plagiarize other people's works. Don't be a lazy liar. It's true. It's one thing to be a liar. It's another one to be lazy about it. Don't do that. It's creative. Exactly. Aquarius, people who say they want honest crit sorry, honest criticism only fall into two camps. Those that were unprepared for the brutality of pointing out something that should have been obvious to them before, or those that already knew about the mistake you're talking about. The next person that asks it of you should have the question turned back on them. What is it you find lacking in this piece? Then you can remind them that knowing about these mistakes means they'll be better next time. See, you can be supportive. And everyone else just thought you were an insufferable ass. <laughs> and my fellow fish, Pisces. Oh, boy. <laughs> Let's talk about sex drive for a second. Now, most living entities have one. It's a biological necessity. Now, consider that every great relation of yours had sex multiple times and most likely eventually culminating in you as a final product. You are not the end of that lineage, only the midpoint. And you might not be blood-related to all of them. Somewhere in your lineage might be an adoption that brought you into it all. Uh, so remember, if it wasn't for sex, you wouldn't be here. I think that pretty well goes for most of us. Remember, if your parents didn't have sex, chances are you probably won't either. So with that, those are your horrible scopes for this week. And I did kind of push them through because uh, I was I was a little bit emotional the last week and completely forgot about them. So there you go. Um, no backsies. Uh, look for the union label and, and um, you're on your own. Sorry. I guess. That's, that's what I'm going with that. So, yeah, like I said, um, this week has been uh, a, a little uh, a little tough on me because it's, it's, you know, it's almost time for Tiny Tribble to head on off to college. And it's it's been a long road trying to get to this. And I, like a lot of other people, have been watching to see what's been happening with some of the school districts out there. And as we had mentioned last week, one school district in Indiana didn't get to the halfway point of the day when they had their first student tested positive because they were waiting on their um they were waiting on their test. They were symptomatic and still <laughs> went in. And well now now we're kinda kinda you know, wait and see what's going to happen with all that. Because as some people pointed out, what happens? You've got one student in a classroom of, well, let's, let's be generous and say 20. What happens with how many students they were around and the teacher and the kids that were in the hall as they did staggered dismissals? And the kids on the bus, and the bus driver, and everybody that the bus driver dealt with, because, you know, in some cases, three bus runs. 
you know, anybody that doesn't doesn't think about these things in terms of um, exponential growth really don't know what the hell it is that they're talking about. And you don't have to be a whale biologist to know about this stuff. Yes, there's a there's a weird shout out to somebody, but that's a whole other thing. So let's start off with this. Bridget, the idea that I'm I'm looking at this and not even thinking of it from a biological standpoint other than we're talking about biology. You know, thinking about this in terms of <clears throat> you know, statistics. They told two friends and they told two friends and so on and so on. I'm not out in left field on this one entirely, right? Uh, no. And we're finding out now that kids are pretty efficient little vectors. But they always have been. Yeah, like, they always have been, but their yeah, like, viral like, load on COVID is about 200 times what an adult carries up in their nasopharynx. Isn't that yeah. lovely? God, I don't know. Uh, you know, we have to get uh, we have to get uh, a COVID test for Tiny Tribble for the college, and we're gonna we're gonna get that um, the next uh, within the next couple of days. Mm-hmm. I I have heard of what the nasal swab is supposed to be like. I have no mm-hmm. idea. Uh, I'm going to make sure that we are both done simultaneously, so that there is no. Well, who have you been around that? could potentially be so they can actually say okay yeah it was just the two of you okay you both got a clean bill of health I don't want to imagine what a five year old six year old kindergarten kids would have to go through for all this well I wouldn't want to do that to my child I can tell no, you that I mean, much that, that's true but I mean you think about it um Okay, this Wait. could be a call. No, this could be a culture thing here. But did you guys ever get vaccines in school growing yeah. up? Yeah. Uh, Shushin, was that something Tiny Tribble went through at all? Not in school. Uh, as I recall, there was <clears throat> something that might have been available. It's been so long, I've I've forgotten because uh, uh, yeah. because his birthday is in August. You yeah, know, it was always a matter of that get get is uh, is check up around the birthday so that get everything just in time for school and school for us starts in early September. Well, yeah, same here. Um, well, with us though, it was um, God. I think as I think just no, even no, just before high school started. Um, we were getting like uh, back where I grew up. There was a red measles outbreak, and wait, 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 wait a minute. Red measles? Yeah, I'm not familiar with it, it by that name. No, it, it, it is a particular strain of measles that does have some pretty bad effects on people, more so than the what you would normally call your what you would normally consider measles. So, a vaccine came out. And the schools, it, we all lined up. And we were uh, grade eight or grade nine, I think, when that came out. Actually, yeah, it was grade nine because I remember um, <laughs> I had an interesting reaction to them. Um, got the vaccination. 
and I went out of town to play a basketball game for a, a league game uh, with with my school team. And when I got back, I actually broke out in measles. But but I did not have like okay, I got the spots, but the other effects, the the fever, the 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 feeling of you know yuck that usually comes with it, that wasn't there. And well, no, I, I looked into it a bit further, and of course that's when I found out what a vaccine really was. And I just say, yeah, apparently if if I hadn't gotten that vaccination, if I'd contracted the measles, I would not have had a very nice day, apparently. Um, anyways, no, the reason I was asked about the, the vaccinations in schools is that, you know, th- this was stuff that when we were growing up, this is the stuff we had to go through. I mean, you either got it or, well, okay, everybody in my town got it. There, there was, we never had anybody that was, you know, you know, blah, 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 autism or anything like that. Um, you know, you, you lined up and I think for the most part, every kid just got it done unless their parents, you know, did a hard no. Mm-hmm. Of course, these days with, you know, the, the wonderful thing that is the internet, which is, you know, just a trusted source of facts and truth and well-researched articles. Who the hell am I kidding? We can can just blame Andrew and just be done with it. Well. Is it wrong of me to to want to dope slap him with with a Buick? But the question is, was was he the, like, yeah, he's definitely the most notable one that, you know, sparked a lot of this, but you know, if everybody else was actually thinking or actually, you know, taking the time to actually read, he would have been, he would have been considered a village idiot by everybody. But instead, you know, suddenly a celebrity gets on the bandwagon. And of course, at the time, you know, everybody listens to what celebrities say, you know, it's like, oh, what am I going to do today? Hmm. What, what is Arnold Schwarzenegger doing today? I think I will do what they're doing. Or what is, you know, this particular supermodel doing today? Maybe I'll do that because, you know, well, if they're doing it and they're so successful, then if I do it, I'll be successful. If there's oh, one I... thing about, if, if there is one thing about COVID that at least from what I've been sort of watching in the whole tabloid crap that I, I end up looking at some days, um, Hollywood's clout factor is circling the drain, like the Cygnus circling the black hole. Uh, I would like to clarify something when I said that I wouldn't want to do that to my child, uh, like a five-year-old, what I meant by that. Yeah. Was um, when you go get the test, you either have to administer it yourself, or if the you know person's too young, then their parent has to do it. Mm-hmm. And it's hard for a parent to inflict something painful on a child. I mean, I would, but I hate yeah. to have to hurt them. I understand um, that. And one of the hardest. I mean, I'd rather a medical professional do it. Mm-hmm. And you know, one of the hardest things I ever had to do as a parent was um, when my daughter was 
about 10 or 11 months old, she had pneumonia really bad. We took her to the emergency room and all that. But to get a urine sample, they had to cath her. Plus, they had to uh, you know, start an IV. And they had me hold her down while she was screaming. And my husband just had to leave the room. He couldn't handle it. Well, yeah, I've, I've, I've been cathed when I was awake. And it wasn't fun. But that was heart wrenching for me to have to hold her down while yeah. they were having. Yeah, you know, I mean it was. Yeah. I mean they had no choice but to do it. But it hurt her, and yeah. she's looking to mommy to help her. And mommy is helping these people hurt her. Yeah, I, I guess what I'm getting at that is was tough. Like when we were growing up, there was there were things that we ended up having to go through that, you know, by today's standards, you know, a lot of these more freedom or more rights or more whatever the, the, mm-hmm. these more eat balls whatever um they wouldn't stand for it yeah so like compulsory testing for instance uh you know compulsory covid testing uh i don't think any state could actually mandate that and think they could get away with it just again because of individual rights individual freedoms it's the same thing about mandatory vaccinations. We've talked about it. Yes, it would be a great idea, but you you got too many people who, even if it's a good thing, they see anything like that as you're taking my rights away. You know, it's a bit of a, now granted up here, it's a bit more of a, you know, Okay, yeah, you know what? I don't want to get sick, but I also don't want my neighbor to get sick. So, you know, if I got to go get a needle stuck in my arm for, you know, five seconds and, you know, maybe have a bruise for a couple of days, if that means that nobody around me is going to get sick or if they are going to get sick, it ain't because of me. Yeah. You know, I'm okay with that. Yeah, what have I said before? I don't want to be the one responsible for getting Betty White sick. No. Exactly. But I mean, I say I say tongue in cheek, but I mean, you know, no, I I, I get what you're saying. Um, and and once again, like, and I'm realizing my microphone's a little too hot. Sorry. Yeah, <laughs> but but I'm just realizing that down there, and there are some people up here too. And I've you know I'm, I'm part of a group uh, for a small city just north of me. I'm not entirely sure how I got into it. Because I don't actually live there, but I'm close enough that I, if I throw a stone real hard, I could hit it. Um, but there are people there who are of the same sort of redneck mentality. They're like, oh, you can't tell me to wear a mask. Well, actually, not yeah, only can, can they, yeah, they did. As of August 1st, we have a mandate in this city right now that if you walk into any store, you either mask up. Or GTFO. And if you don't GTFO, you get fined. So, yeah, we we can do it. We have done it. And, you know, it it is what it is. But, you know, I, I, you know, my my Twitter feed, this Facebook feeds, other things are filled with stories of people who just sit there and more freedom, more, more rights. Uh, I can't breathe because of the mask, you know, and all the BS has been debunked harder than anything Wakefield ever came up with. Well, the worst part of course was uh, 
the the mask part two, but we'll uh, do that like later. Chip last week with oh surgical mask, you're gonna get hypoxia. Like uh no, it yeah. doesn't work that way. Yeah, and again, as someone who has, you know, dealt with hypoxia on three too many occasions. Yeah, there's that. I, I could tell you, and look, I've worked in jobs where I've worn chemical respirators, like filter respirators. I've worn full face respirators with recirculators on them. I've I've used scuba gear. I've used surgical masks. I've used I, I mean you've seen the the mask I have now. Um flimsy ass surgical mask is not gonna make anybody hypoxic. Look, the only thing that that flimsy-ass surgical N95 mask did was fog my glasses up and made it really hard to talk to the doctor I was talking to that day. I, I, I walked into the clinic, and they actually had me switch out the mask I had with one of theirs. Yeah. Free, free of charge, thankfully. But still, it was, um, you know, it, it just, you know, but, but that was the only thing. Okay, fine. I fogged up my glasses. whoop de freaking do you know? I was in that place for 20 minutes, and then I went out under my car, took my mask off. Everything was fine. But, yeah, it, like, whatever, whatever, what's his nuts there? Like, it, oh, God. He's, he reminded me a bit of a Chad, you know, like how he was saying, you know, bro, after everything, you know, like, hey, what's going on, brah? That, that's bad for you, brah, you know? <laughs> um, I got a question. But, hmm? I'm sorry. Hold, hold on just a second. Bridget, help me out on this one a little bit, because uh, you would remember it better than I do, uh, and better than the rest of us, I think. Mid-70s, we talked about this before, the the big um, uh, inoculation pushes that were going on. I mm. talked about that before, and I'm trying to remember um, if that was, was that, was that a measles thing that was going on? You know, I, I, I know with ours, or at least I'm still, yeah, I'm old enough that I remember this now. Um, I still had to get immunized for smallpox. Okay. Okay. I don't remember. I'm, I'm when, that old. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't remember what it was that was specifically being done. All I remember is that, yeah, like I said before, you know, went up to the state college, the, uh, the gymnasium uh, was just what in the hell do they call those? The the wheeled off uh, fabric walls. Partitions? Just partitions? And whatever they are. Yeah. Uh, polio was a thing in the 60s? Well, I wasn't around in the 60s, Felix. Not like some of the... I'm not gonna... Okay, so... Um, the, oral, they just give you a little squirt. Yeah, uh, I, all I remember is that it was a it was a bunch of injections that were going on. I don't remember if it was hypodermic. I don't remember if it was the spray guns. Doesn't matter. What what I'm actually wondering is what is the what has been the difference culturally for us all between the mid seventies where there was uh, or or even the or even the fifties and sixties. When it was, we've got these great uh, things. They're going to go ahead. They're going to they're going to cut down on everybody getting uh, measles, mumps, rubella, whooping cough. Yes, I pronounce it that way. Shut up. I don't care. Uh, and and people knew that this was going to be for the betterment of everybody. And 
okay, we, we know what it's going to be doing. It's safe. Cool. Let's all go in there en masse and get it all done. Versus what's happened oh. 30 years later where it's, well, I don't know, man. I don't get what's happened in all this time where all of a sudden it's like, you know, why wouldn't you do? Well, you have the anti-vaxxer movement now, and a lot of these people are not old enough. You know, the parents are not old enough to have relatives who had polio or got measles or anything like that. That's what I think. I think it's an age gap thing. Uh, you know, like people in my mom's age were old enough to remember not having vaccines for things. And, you know, had friends that had polio and stuff like that. So I think that's the difference is, you know, the anti-vaxxers just haven't had to be faced with anything. They haven't seen anything really bad in their lifetime. And so they blow it off. They don't remember the time before. <laughs> yeah. And I, I just posted, like, uh, as soon as you talked about this whole immunization rush in, um, in the 70s, it reminded me of a commercial that I saw uh, back in 77. And I, I posted in our chat here, it's it's C-3PO and R2-D2 talking about immunization. You know, where uh, apparently R2 was complaining about getting whooping cough and uh, 3PO saying it's impossible for a droid to get whooping cough, but children do. <laughs> and you know, it, it, if, if you're going to go ahead and you're going to get the kids to be interested in it as so much as a, a kid can be, I yeah. mean, you use the most popular thing of what's going on at the time that's, you know, caught their attention. Absolutely. That's the right way to do it. Oh, yeah, yeah. And I mean, I, I fully understand that. And again, I, I thought that was actually a pretty good way of doing things um, to get people informed yeah. You know, like that this is something that could happen. We do have a way to help prevent it. And these days, you know, you don't see any of that these days. All you see is actually, well, I mean, you don't necessarily see anything anti vax either on TV, I'm saying. No. Um, but you don't see anything pro immunization or pro proactive health. Nope. For, for for kids, you, you don't really see anything that tries to motivate people to take better care of themselves. Instead, all you see is, um, you know, a thousand one McDonald's commercials or other fast food restaurants, and then you see, you know, hey, we've got this brand new drug that, and then you know, ten minutes of side effects afterwards that make you wonder, you know, maybe I should just be happy with the condition I'm in because that stuff's probably going to kill me. Um, oh, and those drugs that they're advertising are hella expensive. Well, and that's the other thing, too. And, you know, so many people aren't making enough money to afford those kinds of drugs anyway. And, uh, you know, if, if the symptoms of what you've got won't kill you, the, the bill from the insurance company sure as hell will. Well, I mean, like, I noticed that they push Enbrel a lot, or at least they did for a while on commercials. Yeah. You know, for, you know, skin psoriasis and, you know, RA and stuff like that, which, you know, if you have RA, you, you know, need, you know, biofarm products 
to treat it. Yeah, because it yep. does destroy your joints and things. But yep. yeah, but this this one yeah drug, you know, you get an injection once a month, and you know, I, I'm not sure what the cost on it now is. I know that ten years ago I was flipping out because cost on it was like eighteen hundred ninety five dollars a month per injection. I'm sure it's about five or six times that now. Yeah, you shouldn't have to. Honestly, you shouldn't have to pay more per month for a drug that you do in rent or mortgage, to be honest. Oh, there's one, and I, I forget the name of it. I've seen it advertised recently that um, the monthly charge on it is over $300,000 a month. Yes, you heard me right. $300,000 a month. And it's not a cancer that. drug. It's it's a uh, immunotherapy kind of a thing. Joseph just had a good question for you. What was that? Um. Yeah. How did they justify that? Hey. Um. I think it's an orphan drug. Um. You know, which by definition, they would you know not have a lot of people who needed it, but you know some people do, and it's the only drug available for their condition. Yeah, but this, you know, this is America. Yeah, you know, it's all capitalism, and you know, if you happen to have people. insurance that will pay for it, then good, you get to live. And if you don't have insurance, then it sucks to be you. People yeah, can't afford that. And even the insurance is in itself is down there is downright criminal. I mean, we've we've done side by side comparisons mm-hmm. uh, for the like for the drugs I take, and I bridge. We looked at this. Um, you know, how much I pay for certain medications. And then you ran a, you ran a comparison down there and it was like twice as much. Mm-hmm. Oh, and then there was the, the rates, like what I was paying per month. For, and now that I've yeah. got my own insurance, cause I, I don't want, I'm not working right now. I had to get my own uh, insurance through blue cross. I'm actually paying less per month now for the similar coverage that I had while I was, at, while I had a job. Now I didn't have a say in what I had with my job because that that's company. Yeah. Like the, the company bought a bulk plan and you're part of it for being employed. But now that I'm out of that, I actually talked one-on-one with a, uh, an agent who said, yeah, okay, you've got this pre-existing condition, my high blood pressure. So we can't put you into this group, which was, I think $120 a month, but we can put you in these two groups you know, uh, one for this, one for that, and almost the same coverage, and thirty dollars less than what I was expecting to pay. So they actually helped me on that one. So I have a I have a decent drug plan where I'm only again paying a, a portion of the drugs. If you know, uh, fates forbid that I end up back in the hospital, I'll have similar. Uh, treatment to what I had the last time I was in there. And I'm actually paying less. I'm paying under a hundred dollars a month for that coverage. And if I want to go get a flu shot, I can do that anytime. Go, I can walk into a pharmacy and say, yo, flu shot. Yep. How much? Nope. It's all done for free. I'm hoping that when the COVID vaccine comes out, and I'm 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 sure it will soon, mm-hmm. 
Well, uh, let's be fair. Soon is a relative term. Relative term. Yeah, it is. It is. Uh, but you know, I'm I'm hoping not. You know, cosmically soon or geologically soon. I'm hoping a little bit sooner than that. Fair. Um, you know, politically soon is starting to feel like cosmically soon, but that's another story. Um, I'm hoping I can do the same thing. I can walk into you know Shoppers Drug Mart and say, uh, "Yo, COVID vaccine. Yep, here you go. Click, and I'm done." And as long as the syringe doesn't look like something that would implant a microchip, I'm okay with this. Well, but I mean, theoretically, that may not happen here, though, because uh, I know that our government has been trying to get some kind of guarantees that it will be at an affordable price that everyone will have access to. And drug companies are being like, not so fast. Yeah. I've, yeah. I've heard a number of, like, uh, supposedly it should and I'm using this very guardedly, should cost approximately $3 per... Uh, I don't know what the right term for it would be. Uh, for treatment? Uh, yeah. For per unit, injection, whatever whatever the hell it's supposed to be. But, um, you know... Dose. For dose, thank you. But, you know what? I don't think that's going to happen. I... I'm I'm terribly concerned about that myself. And don't forget that the uh, by what they've uh, discovered from the virus, that um, you're probably going to get a have to get an injection every year. Yeah. Yeah. Or, or just like a flu shot. Yeah, just like a flu shot. Yeah. Well, I mean, for one, because it mutates, but for two, it's looking like antibodies fade pretty quickly. Yeah, I heard about that. Um, you know, this is this is a nasty bug, to say the least. Uh, yeah. You know, and but it, but it seems like no matter what you do, I mean, okay, social distancing, the mask, I think it's working. But the, even up here, we're starting to see. You know, as businesses are opening up and stuff, we are starting to see a spike. Mm -hmm. yeah, I mean, now it's it's not like a New York size spike, but it's still significant. Yeah, you know. But masks do help. Oh, um, no, no, I, I, I'm not disagreeing with that. All I'm yeah. saying is... But we're going to have to live with this for a while. We may yeah, always have to live with this. This is this is turning into a catch-22 where even people who are staying at home, uh, and, and even if they go out just, you know, for a second or, you know, whatever, they're still getting it. You know, like New York City is is still. I think they're still on lockdown. Yeah. But right now, New York City is being declared practically a disaster area right now. And don't you know? forget, masks are there to protect other people. Other people. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But if if everyone's wearing a mask, though, um, I think Dr. Fauci was saying that that they're showing it cuts down transmission by about seventy five percent, which is, you know, not. A small amount. I mean, that's, that's that's significant. It is, and you know, I, I, I just I I don't get it. You know, everybody's you know, especially the people who complain like, oh, I can't breathe. Like, cut the shit, okay? Just stop. 
If you just wore the damn mask, we could stop. all well, get through. Sur- yeah, get get through acting. Yeah, you know, and, and, and stop. Some normalcy a lot faster. Just yeah, and, and stop. Please stop this whole sense of self entitlement. You know, stop being a Karen about this, for Christ's sake. Yeah, it's, here's you the know, thing. it's either do your part or guess what. People are going to ostracize you. They are going to make you feel like a piece of trash, and you deserve it. Why? Because you are part of this community. You are not an island. You are part of something. You are part of a machine that works together to do stuff. You spend money. You are part of the economy. You get your hair done at you know the, the other Karen's hair salon. Guess what? You're part of it. So, yeah, there is an expectation for you to do your part. You think this liberty, this freedom, this wonderful life you have should just be handed to you? No, I'm sorry, it doesn't. This, you want to talk about quid pro quo, that's what this is. You want to live in this wonderful land of whatever you want to call it? Guess what? There is a price to pay. Pay up. You know, I think one of the problems is is that COVID doesn't kill. I mean, it kills you know a, a considerable amount of people, but since there's so many people that don't die from it, people are being very nonchalant, yeah, you know, and saying that well, you know, kids don't die from it, and yes, a few of them have, but it's not only you know, death, if you're looking at the overall death rate, yeah, it's, you know, might only be 6% or 5%. Yeah, that's about what what the rate is here in the U.S., you know, for confirmed cases. Most of Um, those are the over 80 age group. Well, not not anymore. They're starting to have younger people in their 20s and 30s die from strokes and heart attacks and, you know, blood clots and things like that. If you're going to draw a median line, it would be... But there's a but there is a um, study that was published in uh, Journal of American Medicine of a uh, study they did in France of a hundred people who were you know younger, healthier, had cotton COVID, but they were not ill enough to go to the hospital. They recovered at home. Um, you know, some of these people were athletes. They were in good health and had no underlying conditions. And you know, twenties and thirties, young people. And out of the 100 people that they studied, 78 of them have permanent heart damage. See, that's the thing is, yeah, you might you might survive it. But. But what about the permanent disabilities? You're you're not going to come out of this thing unscathed. Yeah, just. And now they're saying that 56% of the people who have recovered have, you know, like several months later, have mental disabilities from it, either cognitive decline or, you know, the brain fog or uh, hallucinations, delirium, depression. It's causing brain damage. Joseph, you, uh, you were starting to say something. Oh, no, but, um, yeah, all that, and um, my point was basically um, people in the older age group, um, they tend to be a little more out of sight than most of society, 
So it's just another reason why people aren't taking it seriously. I mean, people don't seem to consider the threat real until it happens to some somebody close to them okay, or so, themselves. So now there's two pieces that uh, I want to hit on at this point because of that. Item one. I saw that article that you had posted, Bridget, uh, about the uh, the study, and let's let's split the difference and call it sixty five percent of those that have recovered are having these problems with uh, the what was it uh, inflamed heart uh, myocarditis and uh, I'm trying to remember what the other pericarditis okay. Patients that have these conditions would be at greater risk for what as time goes on? Uh, dropping dead from a heart attack. That's a good one right there. The reason why I ask uh, that is because... No, no, good. That's ornating, good a heart lung, ornating a heart-lung transplant because their heart can no longer pump effectively. Okay. Okay, let's, let's, let's go with those two because that's rather dramatic and... I mean, some of us could see that happening with people as they get older. You know, you get up into your 60s, 70s, there are times when this can happen. So the first question that I've got about this whole damn thing is, what happens to a five-year-old patient who has contracted and recovered and has this condition from six years old. Oh, that prob I mean, they could die in their teens. And I can tell you that as far as getting heart lung transplants for children, it's damn near impossible because most of the donors are adults and adult organs are just too large to be planting in a, in a five or six year old who needs it. I mean, it's just not doable. Mm-hmm. Which means a lot of dead kids. Which maybe not in the short term, but you know, two, three, five years down the line, yeah. Or kids that are so severely disabled that they can't function. Oh, good Christ. It just suddenly dawned on me. Oh my god, I can't believe I have to think like this. This means that any track and field events in the upcoming years could be a literal death sentence for some of these kids. Yeah. Well, I mean, you think about... um, Look at the... Well, look at professional athletics right now. Uh, What was it? Major League Baseball just fired back up. Or they're looking to fire back up. And... What are they doing for the stands so that you know the, the 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 TV coverage of it looks pretty good? They're putting monitors in the stands so that you have a virtual crowd I to make were, it look like to make it look like the stadium's packed. I thought they were just putting up uh, you know uh, cardboard cutouts because I did see behind home plate at one was Bernie from Weekend at Bernie's. Yeah. Dead Bernie kind of. So, so, yeah, so I think some are doing cardboard cutouts, some are doing LCD monitor screen, like flat screens or whatever. 
Um, no inflatable desk the sex dolls. Yeah, uh, that could be well, the next thing. Well, no, wait a minute. There, there, there. I do remember that there was a restaurant that was kind of doing that, getting them, dressing them up, and putting them at tables to make the place look like it had people in it as yeah. actual patrons were separated in, in distance and whatnot. Which, by the way, people, if you're going out at this point to have a sit-down dinner, fuck you. Seriously, uh, you entitled no, sons on. of bitches. Hold on, hold now, on. on. On my side of the border, the ones who okay. have been absolute okay. douche nozzles about the whole damn thing. Yeah. Now, the only reason I, I say that is because um, a few weeks ago, my sister and I went out for brunch. We were... I was... Uh, what was I doing? I was helping her with something. And she needed a ride to go somewhere, so we went. And she treated me to brunch. And we went to this place where they were social distancing. So like every third booth was open. We were greeted with a mask, with a, with a lady who was wearing a mask. Um, and, you know, we asked her, I said, you know, how are things going? You know, I mean, this is a big restaurant. I see about, I see less than a dozen people in here. She says, yeah, it's thin, but it's steady. So, you know, we only allow X number of people in at one time and people are pretty good about it. You know, there's no mad rush. There haven't been apparently too many Karens, uh, you know, demanding that they sit down because more freedom. Because, again, I guess it's a cultural thing. And that's why I wanted to stop you there. It's like, but then I forgot, you know, I, I, I look at the... Um, I, I still see the Johns Hopkins thing ever so often, and I see just the Eastern Seaboard is, yeah, dude. The Russian flag or the the Soviet flag wasn't that red, yeah. you know. But anyways, um, where is it going with this? <laughs> no, that that yes, I was painting. Yeah. Uh, I was painting an overly large brush without actually narrowing it properly, as I was saying it. But I, I, I will. I will roll that back a little bit because rightly so yeah. those of you that have been absolute tools about it in general, in public screw y'all. Yeah. That on, on that, I will agree with you wholeheartedly. And I can say here that, um, I'm living in a student quarter probably said before, but I mean, on the weekends, the terraces are just filled to overflowing still. Yeah. No sign of worry. And even though the, the numbers have been, uh, over the past few weeks, uh, well, climbing slowly, the more cases reported every day, the daily case number is, uh, has been rising. So I really wonder what's going to happen in September. Yeah, I, I think in That's a lot of cases, fear. people are just... Well, they don't, they, I, I really get the impression that people don't... You're still not they taking even, it seriously. Yeah, that's it. But uh, like I've said before, um, you know, people who don't make value judgments for themselves, it's people like that. Reality is almost a concept. I mean, it's it's not. You know, you can be looking directly at at the facts, and they're all laid out for you if you were to think about it a bit. Yeah. But instead, people seem to be, you know. Um, following their feelings or whatever 
X guy on X channel they follow uh, is saying about it instead of considering it uh, for themselves. Yeah. And I mean, well, it's, I think it's not even problem. real until it happens to them. Well, here the problem is, or at least, you know, some, I mean, the, the thing is having different mayors and governors and all that making up their own guidelines and doing whatever, you know, the hell they want to. Um, you know, schools up in Indianapolis are open again. Um, one of my friends that, you know, is from here but moved to Indianapolis, you know, for a job, she and her husband both teach. And her classroom, she said that there's no space in there to spread out more than three feet apart. Um, the kids are not required to wear masks. It's optional. Um, she's going to be wearing a mask and a face shield, but she is scared shitless. And they've already told their faculty to go ahead and, you know, assign their powers of attorneys and make sure that they have an up-to-date will and all that stuff. And she is freaking out. And they're not giving them the option to teach virtually. They're like, you will be in school and it will be face to face and it will be five days a week. Yeah, I, I think at that point when, that they're, when they're saying to fill out your power when they're saying fill out your power of attorney, it's like, you know what? I'm gonna go work somewhere else. Have a nice day. Yeah. And and Becky yeah. Friedman has, you know, said that they're still doing another, you know, virtual semester where she teaches in, in Washington. Um, but mm -hmm. that if she was forced to go back into a classroom right now, as much as she loves teaching and is huge a part of her identity as it is to be an educator, she would be rethinking her life choices. Yeah. I don't now, blame her. Dallin, I have to say, that was far too Canadian. What part? It's not a power of it's not a power of ten shows. Otherwise, I would have. Uh... I, I would have shown you the, the I would have shown you the dark side of a hockey fan at that point. Well, I know, but it's just the whole "have a nice day" thing is just that is far too Canadian. Pass well, progressive to the max. I would yeah, not and, be I would not be a teacher in public school right now, not in this state, as long as they're not having you know yeah. uh, kids wear masks and make sure that people are properly distanced. I mean, it's like they're cramming this down everybody's throats because. Open the schools, the economy, and it's like, yeah, you're going to sacrifice all these kids and all their faculty well, and all the staff for what? Now, you see, I, I pulled something up here that uh, I, when, you, when you're talking about the economy, I, I just want to let you know, um, I did call up a thing about uh, the GDP in the U.S. and how it's been affected as a result of, you know, the lockdowns, the closures, the stopping of, of a lot of businesses. Now, I just want to put a couple of things in perspective here. So in 1958, there was a recession and the GDP had fallen 10%. Uh, 1980, the GDP had fallen 8%. And I'm not into I can't remember what was going on back then. I was a little too interested in other things. Um, 2008, we all remember this one, mm -hmm. the, the housing crisis, you know, when everybody was flipping out, losing their crap and everything, that was 8.4% drop in GDP. And that was felt, that, that one rocked people pretty hard back then. Yeah, this is what, about 30%? As of, um, as of July 30th, 2020, 
Mm-hmm. The United States gross domestic product has dropped 32.9%. Okay, so I was close. I was guessing that, 30. Yeah, but that is the biggest drop in your country's history. The Great Depression wasn't even that bad. Yeah. So people look at that. Uh, and again, I, I go back to New York because that seems to be the one in the news quite a bit these days, especially, I, I got to admit, watching Governor Cuomo right now is just, it's high comedy at this point. Um, one third, if not more, of the, the businesses in that city are not coming back. Right. 500,000 people have left. They, they've boarded up, closed up, moved out. We're talking residences. Um, mm-hmm. A lot of people who had, you know, houses out in the boonies, you know, people who could afford to leave have left. Yeah. And they've left to the point that when the census comes around, they will not be considered part of New York City. They are actually, I think it was New York, or that area is actually going to end up losing two or three of their electoral college votes because the population has shifted so violently. Just a question about um, all these businesses closing. Uh, what what sector are they part of? The service industry or? Mostly. I'm not sure. Yeah, mo- mostly like restaurants or. Any group um, that isn't able to do it remotely. Yeah. Okay. You know, so and, and even, but, but even then. There was, I, I remember uh, seeing an article on this. There was a lady who, she had a, a shop. And she was in her shop with her coworker, And they were live streaming uh, around their shop, showing off, you know, what they had for sale. And they were taking orders online. And then they would, they, you know, they would message the people and say, okay, here it is. You know, here's PayPal or here's my credit card. And they'll oh. ship it out to you. There was nobody in the place. Like there, there was no chance of transmission of anything. Cops came in and shut them down because they said, and you know, quote unquote, you can't be open. No, I don't care. You know, mayor's orders, you know, de Blasio basically said, no, I don't care if you can do it remotely. If I say you can't be open, then you can't be open. It's like just, it, 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 but it's the insanity behind a lot of it. So yeah, if there's a, a way to do business- it remotely, then they should allow anything. Uh, people are going to have to adapt. Things have changed. That, that's true. And, uh, you know, the people who can are for the most part, you know, um, even here, my, my sister is working from home. And even when the new building is, when their new office space is ready, which I think it already is, she's really not planning to go in unless it's absolutely necessary. And even then, only for a little bit of time, she'll have a mask. But, you know, the the paradigm is shifting where people who can work remotely are working remotely for the most part. There's something that... uh, They're getting ready to screw us up. I mean, at my work, uh, I've been working remotely. But they're having, they're forcing us to go back next month. The masks are going to be optional. They're like, you know, people have their own views and you do you, and we're not going to fight and argue about it. And 
I'm not okay with that. No, and you shouldn't be. Uh, and I think there's this one more thing to consider is that um, with all these smaller businesses closing down, um, well, the population is going to become more and more dependent on a very few corporations. Basically, everyone behind the food chain, mm-hmm. or the food delivery and all that. Yep. So there's that side of it. Um, and if what you say is true, Dallin, that these places close down, they're never going to open again. Um, we're going to be uh, permanently dependent on uh, Joe Corporate or whatever. Well, now again, I'm speaking more in the context of the the gigant, the large cities like New York City and places like that. Yeah. Um, smaller smaller towns that you know that still have their markets or whatever. You know, um, I, I don't think they'll be affected. You know, in places that are there. If they have a local economy, that's fucking great. Well, yeah, and and that's the the thing. I I think a lot of these um, these giant urban economies that we've been seeing, they they're they're as good as gone. Like it's going to be, you know, if you live in New York City, you know, everything's going to be Amazon, Walmart, you know, and other other big chains because no one else is allowed to do anything. And the fashion industry in New York, Barney's, Neiman's, all gone, gone. gone. Uh, although, I mean, these days, if you, if you want something high fashion, you can just go online and order it direct from freaking Paris at these days. Yeah, but a, a lot of people aren't going to have, you know, money to well, be buying anything anyway because yeah. they're not working. Yeah, but, the th- but the thing is, Bridget, if you're doing high fashion, <laughs> you can afford it. Like, I mean, if you look at anything yeah. that's you know, sort of high fashionable, you know. But, I mean, in general, I mean, we're looking at, we're about to have another, you know, crisis with people being evicted. Then mm-hmm. you've got some of these people that have recovered from COVID, but they're, you know, quote unquote, long haulers where they're still too ill to work, yeah. you know, four or five months out. Or longer. Um, or longer, we're going to have more people. I mean, the more people that get infected, the more people that get this, the more people we're going to have that are permanently disabled. And if they're too disabled to work, um, yeah, they're going to have to be supported somehow or else they're just going to starve to death. There's uh, something that we kind of touched on earlier that uh, I've been I've been looking up in the background uh, to get a little bit more information about this. I remember... Reminding you all, I was born in 1969, so yeah, I'm just cresting over 39 years old now. Back in the 70s, there were a number of PSAs that I can remember back in the day. And they were... Some were far more memorable than others. Uh, Along the lines of the most memorable was, of course, Schoolhouse Rock. Mm -hmm. Now, admittedly, you know... Math, uh, math, rock, uh, grammar, rock. Uh, uh, I mean, memorable stuff. And for those of you that do remember it, yes, you can get compilation DVDs, and yes, it's worth it. I bought it for myself before Tiny Trouble came along because I I wanted it. So whatever. Mm-hmm. Anyway, mm-hmm. Uh, now, admittedly, you know the America Rock much more centric over here because, well, you know, it's supposed to be a way of kind of getting you started with some ideas of what history in the U.S. was. Admittedly, there's not much you can really do with a 
you know, two and a half, three minute jump, but you know, it's, it was something at least. But there were other ones that happened too. And the one that I was specifically looking up for was a character called Timer. Not the most uh, attractive character in the world. He was basically just a big doughy ball with a face on him and a top hat and a bow tie. But there were a couple of things that specifically were, at the time, during Saturday morning cartoons on ABC TV, specifically for kids in between, you know, watching cartoons and swallowing down your sugar-coated choco bomb cereal, because, I mean, that's, <laughs> that's what you do. But there were a couple of them that were very, very memorable to me. And one of them was very specifically a hanker for a hunk of cheese. I remember that one. Oh, my God. Now, <laughs> I don't know why, but that one's just actually been playing in my head all freaking week. <laughs> I don't know why. <laughs> the 2,000-year-old mouse? Um, j- just when you were talking about, uh, you know, little cartoon bits or whatever, this was one that reminded me, or that reminded me of this one. Uh, this was something I actually used to see on, um, like, on Saturday morning cartoons. Okay. Like, they'd run the cartoon, and instead of a commercial break at the at the end of the show... They would run, you know, I'm Max, the 2,000-year-old mouse, and I was there. And it was it was history bits. Huh. Like things like like Charlemagne, first king of the world, was actually how they labeled him. Okay. Um, or. Oh, um, there was, there was, apparently there was a TV show, I think in the UK, uh, that um, Fact Fiend had done a thing on, on, on YouTube where it was more historically accurate for kids, more historically accurate than history books in the U.S. That doesn't you, surprise me. Yeah, I, I have to remember to... Hold on a second. Uh, yeah. Fact. Fiend history more accurate. Yeah. But you know... um kind of rolling around to the get, getting back to the education thing um something that reminded me oh, yeah. um you do that and then i'll explain why i pulled this out of my ass yeah um back in my old job um not the one that i i just had recently but the one before that where i was there for 12 years mm. it was a fa- it was a family-run business or at least there was a lot of family members in it and because I was the IT guy, I was everybody's IT guy and the IT guy of all their extended families. And one day, a computer wound up on my desk from the controller, and it was her son's who needed it set up for, um, needed to make sure that it was working properly, that Windows was properly up to date, and it was properly scanned for viruses and yard, the typical uh, I'll use it again, the 21-point inspection from yeah. IT guy. And I was talking to her about it, and I said, okay, yeah, it's it's all done. Everything seems to be working good here. She says, okay, does it have a good web browser on it? I'm like, yeah. Um, how are the speakers? The speakers are fine. Where are you going with this? And it turns out that her son was attending virtual school. Yeah. Okay. It, it it turns out that yeah, um just given his 
there, there were circumstances that led up to him being enrolled into the the local city's school division's virtual school. And I think it had to do with where they lived and this, you know, getting getting into town because I think they lived out in the sticks. Actually, getting into town to go to school was tough. You know, either they couldn't drive or, you know, the buses didn't go out there. I don't know. But now think back. This is, this was early 2000s that this virtual school was, was developed. And I think it's still going on today. I, I'd have to do a little more digging on it. So if we've had this, you know, if we've had this concept for, you know, 20 some odd years, already a structure like that in today's situation. I mean, this is, this is their time to shine. You know, you look at these, these online universities that they've been going on for, for years and years and years, or, you know, online courses that you can take this and that, and, you know, you can get your degree from home. I mean, they, they've been rapping about this for decades. You know, it used to be, a correspondence school. Remember that those days? Yep. Yep. You know, get your degree from home. Well, but now you can actually just live stream. Uh, you can live stream a professor. I mean, hell, um, if any of you guys are on LinkedIn, I mean, I'm on LinkedIn and they have a thing called LinkedIn learning, Yep. which is, well, what they did is they actually bought lynda.com, which was uh, an e-learning site. You know, you pay your subscription and you could do whatever courses you want. LinkedIn merged with that and became LinkedIn Learning. So now you can, I, shit, I sat through a Java course last week. It was about 10 hours. Now, <laughs> can I write the ultimate, no, like, can I write the ultimate Java program? No. Do I know enough that if someone throws me a, a line of Java code, I can probably tell you what it does? Yes. Java, C sharp, acoustic, Model uh, acoustic room treatments, recording, photography, Photoshop, all of that. And I pay a yearly fee. I can learn any of it. So learning online, e-learning, it's there. We've got it. But I think the biggest problem we have right now is the lack of commitment or or the lack of proof of commitment. Possibly, so. you know, and that's the thing that kind of gets me about you know the schools opening up back up. I mean, we're having the same thing here. Actually, I was uh, I was looking for some some stuff about Alberta schools, and yeah, we're we're opening back up, and there are guidelines being put in place that have been proposed by um, by our province's version of, of uh, Fauci. Mm. Uh, what, what's her name? Doctor. Second here. <laughs> Yes, uh, her <laughs> name is. Oh, come on, Doctor Dina Henshaw. Um, she has been doing almost daily briefs of. Um, oh yeah, <laughs> like when honestly, every time I would turn on the TV in the morning for the news, she's there doing her thing. Good, uh, you know, telling you know. This is what it is. These are the new numbers. This is, <clears throat> and this is what our government is currently doing to try to fight this. 
So trying to be as transparent and everything as possible, you know, again, it's, it's a Canadian thing. You know, we're, we're, we're trying to actually get through this, but you know, she also outlined, how are we going to, how are we going to do this? I haven't read too much into the details, but yeah, they are, they are looking to, to open up. Uh, students between grades four and 12 will be required to wear masks in common areas when they return to school in the fall. Um, and her re her re-entry recommendations have been supported by the government. So now a lot of people don't like the current government because reasons. Well, find me anybody, find me one government that everybody likes a hundred percent without the threat of secret police or other such things. And, you know, I'll, I'll say, well, you know, uh, I'll admit then that, okay, yeah, there, there actually are places that are like that, but <laughs> not up here. Last time we had that was uh, George Washington. So that's, uh, that, that gives you an idea as to stuff. There you go. Yeah. Now, um, hold, holding on to that idea for a couple of seconds, because uh, th- this, this is, I think this will finally uh, kind of pull together on this. What I was talking about with uh, the old PSAs from the 70s. With, uh, with Timer in particular. Like I was saying, there were a couple of them that were, uh, amongst other things, like I was saying, a hanker for a hunk of cheese was basically an idea of, look, you can have something to eat. You know, you shouldn't go hungry. There's always something that you can have. There's another one that was, uh, you are what you eat, was to basically say, look, you know, you eat crap food, you're not going to be doing real good for your body. So, you know, there's always something. Okay, makes sense. Did you find the one I was looking for? I did. You pain the ass. All right, thank you. Uh, and amongst other things, like I said, there was another one of there for take care of yourself, is what it was called. It was about specifically taking care of your teeth, brushing your teeth and and taking care of yourself there were PSAs that were out there at the time to try to involve kids to at least get them get them to to know about stuff so that maybe you can influence some of them to get this stuff to work the last one that I remember as in like going up into the into the 80s the last one I can remember was one that was done for the littles. And it was specifically to tell kids, you know, remember to make sure that your parents vote. Now, that's a little it's a little more esoteric, but okay. You know, they did the same things with uh, with tricks. Cereal. When, whenever the elections came up, they, kids would get involved to, you know, Vote in. Should the Trix Rabbit get a bowl of tricks or not? Eventually, finally, they did. So, you know, good on you, kids. <laughs> but we are probably going to be in need of another set of these. But not the Hamburger Burglar, because fuck that guy. Yeah, well, uh, there is that. You don't we- really see any PSAs for the public good anymore. And, you know, funny enough, I actually did go looking up the Ad Council here in the U.S. They do still do stuff. 
Uh, I went looking it up. Things, uh, for instance, Alzheimer's awareness, autism awareness, bullying prevention, uh, buzzed driver prevention, child car safety. There is a section specifically for coronavirus response. Now, what all they've got in there, I don't know. But the fact that the ad council is still out there doing their thing, cool. I don't think that I... All right, I'm a bad choice in this one because I really don't watch TV. Truthfully, whenever I turn on my big TV, it's usually to put on YouTube playing through it because it's a bigger screen. Whatever. We're going to need, again, another investment in getting the kids on board with keeping themselves safe. We need to get them involved so that they're taking care of themselves. Because sure as shit, as somebody else had pointed out once before, if you think these grade school kids aren't going to leave with a Spider-Man mask and come back with a Stormtrooper mask because they traded, you're out of your goddamn mind. Oh boy, yep. that's um, th- that's a that's a frightening thought, and it makes me almost glad that I don't have kids. Now, um, frightening. Tell me, tell me straight up, frightening because of how plausible it is. Oh, I I don't doubt it. Now, Th- kids do try things like that. They think it's cool. They don't. Yeah. Consider the consequences of hey, you got somebody else's germs on here, and they may yeah. Mm -hmm. We need to have we need to have a consistent policy drive. Yeah, but but pardon my being a Debbie Downer here. That's part of the job on this show, man. Don't worry about it. Yeah, you know, we all do that at some point or other. I mean, just look at Joey. Yeah, I I gave you the tag name uh, DJ Cynic, yet there are days I feel that I'm the more cynical one, and I'm about to show that. It's just because you're a dick. I know, very much so. Um, Wait, that's my job. Never mind. Go on. Mm, well, I mean, hey, we've we've all rule zeroed people once before. <laughs> um, once. <laughs> I'm being nice. Anyways, think about these entitled people, or think about the religious people. I'm, I'm now. I'm talking the hyper religious grassroots. You know, on a scale of one to Fred Phelps, they're at about Billy Graham. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Okay, you know the kind of people I'm talking about. Because we've we've met these people. The people who would say that Pokemon was Satan or that Saturday morning cartoons were the devil's work. Or other people who would just say that, you know, the, the, the TV is wrong because my... My governor tells me this, or or uh, Karen from across the street tells me this. You know, I really feel sorry for anybody named Karen. As a matter of fact, I know somebody named Karen who's <laughs> actually no, she is actually suffering because of that whole thing. They're actually questioning her credibility because of her name, and it's just like you shallow-minded pissants, because she's actually one of the most rational people I've ever met. Anyways. 
these PSAs are going to come on and the kids will probably say, you know, well, I need to start brushing my teeth or, or something. And the parents are going to say, where did you learn that? Where did, where did you get that information? Was on the TV. No, 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 no more TV. Because, because Andrew Wakefield said this or something. You know what I mean? I don't think it's going to, it would be great to have it again, but I think these, these current generations are just not going to be able to, or they're going to just refuse it. And then there's going to be phone calls and letter writing campaigns saying this is offensive. And as soon as you say that, well, boom, you know, then, then it's, it's, you know, where that goes. Yeah. And, and honestly, I think that is where we're at right now is that, if if the TV or if anything tells a kid that something is good for them or, you know, that can be construed as telling them what to do, somebody is going to fly into a complete and utter rage about it and do everything in their power to get it shut down because that is the culture we live in today. Yep. And it's it's a sad, I think it's a hard truth. You know, and it's, 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 I don't know what we can do about that. I don't know how you can get that message across in such a way that people will actually listen to it, you know, or that a kid will listen to it, but then their parents or their, whoever they look up to will say, no, no, that's bad. Oh God. Well, and I, I feel really horrible for the kids i mean this is this is gonna be one really screwed up generation joey yes sir i'm about to earn my nickname oh dear what happened what happened with gun control after those kids were shot up in the Northeast. No government's trying to take away your guns. You know, this is just how the Holocaust started. Yeah. What was done about it? Very little. Very little. What happened with gun control when the army person went ahead, went a little bit nuts, grabbed himself a gun and shot people on post. Honestly, I don't think there was a whole lot of reflection from that on the uh, on the civil side of things because everybody looked at it from the window of, oh, that's just military. What happened when it was somebody that was a downer of trench coat wearing high school kid that had been pushed around and his friend shut up this high school. Oh, we, oh it's all them violent video games and movies and you know, that's the, the problem. We need to arm the teachers. So with this history that we've got mm-hmm. when we have 10 year old kids dropping dead in gym class. I mean 
I'm going to put it very simply from my perspective is we have a we have a habit in this country of pointing fingers very readily, but never at the right fucking thing. Yes. And, you know, current administration, not even mentioned. This is a problem. This is what the current administration is doing is telling people. Yes. Telling them where to point their fingers. We we know that, but the thing is that this issue, this problem, has been endemic of our society for decades. It is fair to say. It is fair to say, decades. Yeah, and it's administration independent. Every administration has had to deal with this crap. Yeah, Joseph. I'd say even centuries. I mean, just look at the Bible. I mean, the whole thing, the Old Testament is about, uh, you know, look at those fucking, um, uh, when the, when there was a schism between the, um, uh, the Judaism and the, um, uh, who did they, who did they break from? Uh, they were formerly, uh, oh, anyways, yeah. But, um, you know, the Bible's all about pointing fingers even. I mean, well, let, let's. I mean, let's let's call a spade a spade here, shall we? Every holy book is always about there is a boogeyman, and it is everybody else. What's mm-hmm. about unithought more than anything? I wait. I'm sorry. Uh, unithought thought control. Y- unithought. Yeah. 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 You're. You're. I mean, you're. You're not wrong. I actually, God or all this shit has very little to do with it because I mean, you know, every religious book in existence is uh, a set of quote unquote guidelines, behavioral guidelines to follow, you know, because we said so. Yeah. And uh, again, it's societally for us here in the U.S. It has grown into, and we've talked about this too damn many times before, it's grown into everything's fine, everything's fine, everything's fine. Oh my God, Boogeyman, let's go ahead and do everything because now we need to do... Everything's fine, everything's fine. Boogeyman! But you know, there, there are two words in the English language that unfortunately nowadays have been so stigmatized that to be against them is to be against the current boogeyman. Yeah, I thought you were going to be going with fuck off, but that's French. No, 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 no. no that's no. German. No, it's, you know what, whatever. I don't care. That's my one for the night. Personal responsibility. <sighs> now, yes. just follow me on this one, Okay. And I, I can already see everybody rolling their eyes at where I'm going with this. No, you know me better I'm than not. that. I'm uh, not. Hold on. It has, it is a conservative value, small c conservative. It is, you take care of yourself. You are responsible for you. If you want, if you want to get ahead in the world, you you're the one that has to make the steps. No one can do it for you. That's you know that that's the deal. Personal responsibility. You know, like you you want you, you want a clean house. You can't afford a maid. Well, then you've got to sweep the house. You want to clean your room. 
or you want a clean room, you don't have a parent, your, your parents can't do it for you, then you have to do it. You want clean dishes? Same thing. You want that car? Okay. What's it going to take for you to get that car? It's going to take you to earn some money. Uh, is your current job able to let you do that? No. Okay. Maybe you have to either get a different job or maybe do a little entrepreneur stuff on the side. The, the, but the, the fact is, it comes down to you advancing yourself. But a lot of people look at that and go, oh, that's, that's a Republican thing because that, that means that, you know, that that's grassroots, that's redneck. Why should I, why should I have to dirty my hands when I can get this illegal immigrant to do it for me? I've actually heard quotes to that effect, by the way. But the thing is personal responsibility, that that's the big one. And that shouldn't be politicized at all. And you know, and it actually does roll into this. You, you want to not catch this thing? Then you do what you can to make sure that you don't. You social distance. You put that damn mask on. You limit yourself as much as possible. And if you have to, if you actually do have to engage somewhere, then you do so in such a way that is as safe as possible for you. It's, 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 it, the thing is you have to take responsibility for yourself. And if you do that, you'd be amazed. Like if, if everybody took responsibility for themselves, you'd be amazed at the kind of community you'd have. We used to you, have you'd actually. Yeah, you would actually like your neighbor. And you know the funny thing is, um and 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 here's where, you know, a year from now the comments are gonna label me an alt-right fascist by saying this, because I just know people. I read Twelve Rules for Life by Jordan Peterson. That was his is Twelve Rules for Life a guide to avoid chaos or something like that. I read it and that's exactly what it talked about was be, be responsible for yourself. You know, make sure that your life is in order before you start yelling and screaming at other people to get their lives in order. It's like I was saying last night about, you know, the person who criticizes the splinter in one's eye when they've got a freaking railway tie in their own. This is tying into to you know my litany about um exactly exactly (laughs) because for me there's a big dividing line in in human behavior between um people who have uh transitioned into making value judgments for themselves and those who spend their entire lives the entitled people you're talking about um depending on others for to make all their decisions for them They don't judge the value of anything for themselves. If, and, and, if you don't understand the reason why you do what you do, well, life is just a big set of rules that you're following, basically, like hoops to jump through. Yeah. And if somebody presents new hoops to you to jump through that you're not used to, well, the, the almost automatic reply is going to be, uh, the almost automatic reaction is going to be rejection. 
yeah. you know, and rationalization behind that. Uh, why uh, why shouldn't you do this new thing? But you find that people like this, if their dear leader or whoever they're following for their life decisions, um, or whoever they're depending on for their life decisions, they say, jump through X hoop, uh, they're going to do it without any protest. And, and this is where I have... Um, I, I feel as though, like when everybody talks about the First Amendment in the U.S., you know, freedom of speech, which is surprisingly unique in <laughs> compared to many other countries. If you were to read the actual letter of the law or whatever, um, people have the freedom to speak. The, the Congress, the, the government cannot infringe on, on your right to, to speak, to have religion or not religion, uh, to peaceably assemble, to petition for redress of grievances, et cetera, et cetera. But the trouble with that now, and I, I only say the trouble with it is it's not that it's, it's a bad thing because I mean, yeah, you should be able to speak. You, you should be able to say what you want and it's up to the listener as to whether or not they want to accept it as for lack of a better term gospel or that you're just talking out of your ass. I got into a conversation with somebody about this once, and I said, you know, it's not the fact that people say this, because anybody who thinks critically would be able to say that, yeah, that's bullshit. But, you know, going back to Joseph's example all the time is, yeah, it's, it's, it's not the person who's speaking it. It's the thousands of sheep that are going to listen to that and accept that as gospel, many of whom have the ability to influence businesses or influence certain communities just because of who they are. Like imagine if a bunch of rabid anti-vaxxers and I'm talking people who like are as religiously against it as possible. Imagine if a huge influx of them got into your government and started men and, and started tearing apart like saying that, okay, vaccinations are now illegal because, you know, they, they'll introduce it, they'll call it the Wakefield law or some crap like that. Th this is why, you know, this is why critical thought is so important. Like I'm, you know, Joseph, it took me a long time to really get around to like understanding what you were talking about, but I've, I've, I have been thinking about this a lot. And I think for all the years we've been doing this, we've both been saying exactly the same thing, just different ways. <laughs> well, yeah. Yeah, well, you know. Um, yeah, I mean, but, it, it, it's my fault for not catching on to it sooner. No, but I spend a lot of time, uh, let's just say, uh, following rabbit holes. And I mean, you, you, you'll, you'll find the same common cause behind... Um, <clears throat> You know, like before, it used to be uh, religion that ruled everything, even the economy. But uh, now you've got religion and economies, or, or excuse me, religion and corporations, depending on the same thing. This people mentality, where you know, like with all the advertising going on in every app you use, um, they know full well that if they can get to your brain, they can program you. 
if you're if you're stuck in this um, survive by imitation state that most of the world seems to be in. I know that sounds condescending as hell, but I mean, there's no other explanation for what's going on. Yeah, and for those of you in the United States who think that uh, such a thing can't happen, might I remind you of uh, 1973, the beginning of an infiltration of the United States government by an organization. Operation Snow White, a criminal conspiracy during the 70s to purge unfavorable records about a specific group, uh, infiltration and theft from 136 government agencies, foreign embassies and consulates, as well as private organizations critical of Scientology. Yes, funny enough, I've actually got the webpage right in front of me, too. Same one. Thank mm-hmm. you. So for anybody that thinks that um, this can't happen here, uh, I got bad news for you. The government's uh, case suit of, you know, court documents were dated as of 1979. So, yeah, the idea that some unscrupulous group can infiltrate and change the public record is a thing that not only can happen, but has happened. And for anybody that wonders about the Church of Scientology, don't talk too loud about them. They are very, what's the word that I'm looking for? Suit happy. It is actually... Um, actually, I think I found it too. It is actually, it's part of their mandate. Their, their part of their doctrine is to go after any dissent to the fullest extent that they can. Yeah. Which means if they, if they want to litigate the hell out of you, they're actually obligated to do it under the doctrine of Scientology. Yeah. That was, uh, it was something that, um, Sean Kennedy did. Uh, I think I actually have that MP3 file. Now they finally released it. It was an old radio show he did back at the rant radio days. And he, he did like a front to back origin story of Scientology. And I just, I remember listening to that. It's like, who the hell would buy into John Travolta, Tom Cruise? That, oh my God. <laughs> you know? Yeah, funny enough, uh, I, there's a piece about this that uh, I'm kind of getting over here uh, from from the Wikipedia article around this time, which was uh, 73-ish, I think is what it was. L. Ron Hubbard himself wrote Guardian Order 732. Um, wasn't there a, a Star Wars reference to Order something? I don't remember what it was. Order Order 66. Ah, Okay. Yeah, ask that. Ask that on a show full of nerds. Yeah, well, I after the the prequel first movie and a couple of minutes into the second one, I I kind of anyway. I'm sorry. I'm just 
I'm really, I'm really annoyed to think that there are groups that will intentionally work against the public good. There are people like Andrew Weekfeld. There are groups like Scientologists. There are the the COVID nineteen blowjob pastors. Psst, sorry, I got, I got no other way of wording it. Well, once again, we have to. It's really hard to do, but we really have to differentiate whether these people are between the people who are acting by design, whether their their actions are calculated, or whether they're just drinking the Kool-Aid or spreading the Kool-Aid. You know, considering that we're looking at children basically dropping dead in, in the foreseeable future because these people just want to be absolute tools and not protect each other or their kids or the rest of their family, you know, I, I I'm gonna I'm gonna borrow a line from uh, the, the the movie The Fugitive. I don't care. The people that they're hurting, the people that will be harmed the most, are these kids that are gonna have to grow up with this stuff. They're going to have to grow up with a world where, I'm sorry, our generations should have been the ones who know enough to just say, okay, what do we need to do? Everybody needs to stay home. Okay, what do we need to make that happen? Well, we need this, we need this, we need this, we need this. Great. How much is this going to cost us? Well, it's going to cost us less than traveling uh, halfway around the world to overseat another government sounds like a bargain let's do it yeah i'm sorry am am i I still am i still salty about the whole you know how much we spend on the military over here yeah yeah Yeah. you want to know why because i can't speak latin the last time that another organization did something like this political organization they spoke latin for fuck's sake it's twice that's two No, simple. Uh, you know, I saw an article recently that you know they're they're looking to pull troops out of Germany, and the reason they're pulling them out of Germany is because apparently Germany isn't spending enough of their GDP uh, to be considered part of NATO. And this is the funny part. So Donny Boy said, uh, "Yeah, you know." Uh, we're not we're not going to hold your hand anymore. You either got to buck up or you know deal with it. And no, my first impression was great. You know, you're pulling some of that. You're you're pulling that military back into the U.S. and you're going to stop spending all that extra money. No, you're moving them to other countries. Yeah, he's a tool. It, it's not a pullout. It's a relocation. And it's like, so what are you doing? You know, I, and I, I thought I heard something, you know, they're supposed to be pulling troops out of a lot of these troubled places that have had wars going on since frickin' Clinton was in office. Oh, hell, before that. Yeah, and I'd love to see that. And I, 
and honestly, if if there was a concerted effort to get troops out of those places within the next you know two to four years, um, I would pimp slap any government, any member of government. I don't care what side of the fence you're on that says, uh, no, I'm opposed to that because he said it's okay. No, you 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 should no longer be in office if you are supporting the continued occupational force in a country in which you have no business being anymore. But that's just me. You know, I was going to add on to that. Uh, does that include uh, down the street from some people here in the States? But uh, that might be just a, a, a little bit uh, less uh, salty on that one. You know what? You guys... Yeah. I know. I, I've said I've said before it. I mean, I'm not a religious person, but I'm sorry, but there are places that y'all need Jesus in some of those places. I mean, no, I know where you're going yeah. on that. Yeah. Um, you know, when, when a strafe, when a when a napalm strafing run would actually be considered urban improvement in some of those places, you got problems and. You're a long way from getting them sorted out. We got a lot of sh- we got a lot of shit going on with a whole different. Di- yeah, yeah, I can I can I can talk. I did not have enough coffee tonight. I know. Leave me alone. You got no. You you got a lot of shit going on, and unfortunately, there are people that want it fixed, but there are also people that want it to keep going because it benefits them in both the short and long term. Yeah. Uh, I just, I just uh, double checked uh, the timer to try to figure out how long we're actually streaming at this point. And we, we did hit the two hour point. I All just right. finally realized because I see because of the time that I, I had to fix stuff. I forgot what time we restarted, but I, I found a timer. OBS got a timer. So, um, yeah, Del, Del, and if if there's a if there's like a a, a five second uh, something that you just want to drop real quick to to close with for yourself, you can open the schools. Be very careful. That's it. That's good enough for me. Uh Joey. You've you've had about the, the least screen time tonight. Any any last item that you want to say after you turn off that mute button? Um, give me a moment. I want to try to figure out how to word it properly. Okay. Um, you want me to have uh, Bridget take a, a couple of seconds? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Go ahead, Bridget. Anything you want to spew before we get uh, done? This is all just such a mess, and I understand, you know, why we need to get kids back in school, you know, for their own social well-being and learn how to interact with the people. But I just, I don't see how we're going to make that happen safely. It hasn't been well thought out, and, you know, with the piecemeal patchwork, kind of thing we have going on all over the country and no consistent guidelines. It's just going to be a big cluster. You know what? (laughs) 
I'm saving my F-bomb, okay? It's fine. I'm actually giving serious consideration to drop another one. But anyway. Joseph, any last item that you'd like to drop in here? Hmm. Well, only if New Zealand can do it, then, you know, that's in the U.S. So... It's all about just changing habits, and I don't understand changing habits doesn't often doesn't cost much or anything, but uh, in the long run, if the cost is survival, um, yeah, well, people were they rational minded, they'd be willing to accept change, but uh, it's really worrisome that. Uh, when people absolutely won't change their habits. It's really disconcerting. True that. I hope that. Sorry. Yep. Go for it, man. Hmm? Here's your chance. Look, we've we've addressed this before for a number of situations that have happened. And yeah, it's scary. That's fairly normal throughout the grand scheme of things. The world is a scary place. Can't promise this is going to happen tomorrow, or six months from now, or six years from now, but eventually this will pass. And I mean, eventually, so will we, but you know, that's that's cosmic time scale there. So I don't really think any of us are really worrying about that. Um, my point being is that just stay rational. Uh, continue to care for one another. We say this often enough on this show. It's just it can't be said enough. Look out for yourselves. Look out for each other. And just try to keep a level head on things. The moment you let panic set in is the moment that everything goes out the window. And that's all I have to say about that. Can I add just one thing? Sure. If I could add anything to that, it would be learn to look out for yourself. And through that, you're going to learn to look out through for others. Certainly be said for that. I don't like the way that my brain thinks about stuff sometimes. I've said it before. I'm going to keep saying it because it's true. I think about things sideways a lot of times. I end up having ideas that come out of my head just, well, I'm not thinking about anything in particular and 
suddenly I've got uh, connections of various different things. Yeah, inside of my head there's a giant cork board with red thread connecting a whole bunch of different things, and every once in a while something pops up and goes, Tension! Hi. In the middle of tonight, suddenly to... to suddenly consider that in... (coughs) Excuse me. Yeah. And in a couple of years that there's going to be yearbooks that specifically have a section for the ones that didn't make it. I had one one girl in uh, in the band in high school died of uh, mono. Complete fluke. I cannot imagine five percent of students just not making it through a, a year. Five percent per year, conceivably. And that means administration. Teachers, bus drivers. It's our job to be the stewards of these new lives. I've said it before, and I'm going to keep saying it. We don't own these lives with us, we are supposed to be the stewards. And if you don't understand what the difference is, you shouldn't have kids. You shouldn't be in charge of protecting them. You need to have somebody explain it to you. And it sure as hell ain't going to be me. Because I will smack you with a Buick. And if you think I'm lying, try me. I can't teach you what it means to actually care about people. The idea that some people just can't be taught that is just unfathomable to me. But I know they're out there. We're supposed to be taking care of them. Do that. I got way too much that's in my head right now, and it's just going to be better that I just get on out of here because I've got too damn much that's just just underneath the surface right now. Thank you all for being with us tonight, as always. I hope that you had yourself uh, an interesting time, found something worthwhile to think about from all of our perspectives. Joseph, thank you. It's good to have you back. Uh, you're holding together well enough out there, I'm, I'm assuming, with uh, with work and everything, yeah? Joseph, you're muted. Oh, I didn't see that he had to step away for a couple moments. Well, <laughs> that's what I get. See, 
I've got two monitors, and unfortunately, the arm, the boom arm with my microphone is in the way of me seeing the second monitor, which is where he's got a thing over there that said, yeah, I'll be right back. That's what I get. Uh, Joseph, then, thank you. Glad you were able to make it. You take care of yourself as best you can, eh? And I'm sure that you've got a button that you got to press again. Well, I was actually confused because I was like, are you speaking to me or to Joseph? Seeing as we do technically have a agreement that, you know, he's Joseph, I'm Joe. Did I lose you there? You know what? He, he gotcha. I'm, uh... I, I do what I can. And hey, if I didn't give you shit, who would? You know what? I'm just gonna... <laughs> Hooked that on dancing. Hooked on instrumentals. Oh, dear. Hooked Here on classics. Go. One, two, and three. And the box set, too. You, you want me to order that for you? Somebody let me know if KTEL still exists anymore. Oh, I have no idea. Thank you for being with us tonight, Joey. We appreciate it. Is what I do. Sometimes, not always. True. But I have fewer things in the way now. That's true. There you go. Well, for better or for worse. Make you make you feel better about everything. There you go. Jive Bunny. There you go. See? Thanks. Jive Bunny. Told you I got, told you I got CDs. A lot of CDs. Anyway. Really? Really? Are we still live? Yes. Yes. So I get to now say goodnight to you because you had to step away and I did not realize it because I didn't get to see it over there. So thank you very kindly. I hope that you are uh, doing okay with everything. You're you work wise and everything, everything's still going okay for you, yeah? Yeah, more than enough work. Uh, plus my other shit. Um <laughs> Yeah. Um business as usual here. I hope you all, well, are well and stay safe. You too, man. Take care. Bridget, I'm, uh, of course, hoping that you take good care of yourself because reasons, and uh, you keep me posted, huh? Yeah, I will. I'm glad you made it through the whole show, too. Yeah, me too. I'm probably going to crash in, like, 45 seconds, though. <laughs> yeah, you and me both. Hmm. Well, if anybody wants to uh, find me on Facebook, you can send a friend request to Bridget Fitch or find me at my blog at BridgetFitch2112.wordpress.com. Thank you. And fuck Mike Pence. Fuck 45. And William Bart. And all the COVID idiots who refused to wear masks. Fuck them, too. It didn't have to be this way. 
I was figuring we could go for the entire GOP right about now, but uh, well, you know, that's good enough. Right okay, there. everybody in the GOP. Well, Mitt Romney has has tried to be decent, so I will cut him some slack. He's trying to do the right thing, but fuck everybody else. Wow. <laughs> when Mitt Romney is your beacon. That's... Um, <sighs> wow. Just, yeah. I I will give credit where credit is due, and he has tried. Okay. No, that, that's. It, it's good to know that you know some people are actually more. They're more human than they are their politics. He still has principles, which really we we should all be. But you know, yep. But he still has principles, and he tries to abide by them. And I give him credit for that. Yeah. Yeah. As opposed hey, to, I, I I don't agree with his religious beliefs, but you know what? Um, as long as you keep that out of the equation when you're doing stuff for the re- for everybody else, I'm okay with that. Yeah, he's he's tried to do what he thinks is is right, and and has not caved and you know sucked up to the orange one. See now, if only we had had uh, Ted Cruz learn a little something from his father, and you know, uh, you know what? That's that's probably as close as I need to go on that one. We'll just we'll just save that for later. You're welcome, Dallin. Thank you. Uh, I almost want to say thank you after that last link that you put <laughs> in here. You know. Ah. <laughs> uh, Look, if I didn't keep, like Joey said, if we didn't keep you on your toes, who would? That's uh, fine. You know, un- unless you're planning to install a ceiling fan at some point, then you'd be on your toes for a little bit. We've discussed this. I'm not <laughs> going up on a god. You know, I'm not, I'm not going up on a uh, no. Yeah, I might. I might tomorrow. I just went and checked to see if another one of those models is uh, available, and it is. So we'll see. Anyways, uh, yeah, and also tomorrow I should have the audio version of this show up at holycraftthevlogcast.com for my own streams of consciousness when I'm conscious. uh, You can catch that over at inthewind.yo5.ca. And I missed this week. I blame the weather, as in too hot to think. Uh, But now that I've got some better air-moving devices installed... Um, yeah, I'll be able to get back to my other show, the kick in the cast over at podchaser.com slash kick in the cast. Thank you, man. So, yep. Yeah. All the information you need is over at holy crap, If you'd like to leave a voicemail message, the phone number there, of course, is always eight, five, nine, HCTV, five, five, four. 859-4288-554. Don't forget, I will be back on YouTube again Tuesday night, 8 p.m. Eastern, for Holy Crap the Phonecast. And you can join me for that. Interrupt me in the middle of whatever it is that I'm going to try to talk about. It's a lot harder to talk for an hour straight without having a break. I finally appreciate properly. Thank you very much. So... We will talk to you guys again come next week. And please be safe. So, as always, until the next time we get together, everyone, I wish you all the peace I no longer have. I wish you the strength that I've learned. I wish you well. And for my lady, who this week 
should have been 50 along with me. Matane Fujin. I love you. I miss you. Dream of me. Till the next time we get together, everyone. As always, good night. You've been listening to Holy Crap, the Vlogcast. Feel free to leave a comment at the show's website at holycrapthevlogcast.com, where you'll also find links to our Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter pages. Theme music is Twisted by Kevin McLeod, available at incompetech.com. And on behalf of all of us here, thank you for listening.